Hey everyone, it's Julie and Laura, and welcome back to Bad at, at This Spooky Sewed Edition. Spooky. All right, so y'all know if you've been listening to our last couple spooky sods, you know that we've been building up to this point. So now we are finally here to talk about. I would drum roll, but that's going to mess up our mic, so I won't do that. <laughs> Conjuring 3! The devil Huzzah! made me do it. Ooh. So, yes, we are going to talk a little bit more about The Conjuring 3 today. And um, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad I finally got to get my ass into a movie theater. That was nice. It had been a minute, and I know it was kind of crazy getting there, but I feel like it was totally worth it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. I, yeah, I was going to say, I was rolling for most of that movie. Yeah. And I think a big part of it, too, was, like, we haven't been on a double date in a long time. Oh, my God. I know, right? <laughs> so it was nice to get the four of us there and actually be out in public again. Oh, man. So we went on opening day. Um, you know, as all good horror fans do. If you're going to go see a if you're going to go see a horror movie and it's one you've been anticipating, like go the first day, there's just something that's special about it. <laughs> there's think, moments you yeah, share. <laughs> it's great. And then I think it was just hilarious. That, like when we walked in, there was no, like the whole no concession yeah. was so packed oh my God. that there was no one to look or scan our tickets or anything. So we're just like, Okay, we're just going to go in then, right. so bye. <laughs> and the cheapskate of me was mad as fuck that I paid for tickets. Right? I was like, I could have <sighs> just walked in. Right? <laughs> but nevertheless, it was still it was still a good time. Yeah. Also, like, these crazy people, they have marked up concessions even more than they were already marked up. So I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, what kind of crazy payday did you have? God, They're paying 20 bucks for for two drinks. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> had I had time. <clears throat> because we rushed to get there. I was like, we don't have time for shit. <laughs> we gotta go all the way across town. I it's know. It's freaking Friday night. It's gonna yeah. be packed everywhere. It was a Friday release. We got there. And we're like, do we have time for to go to the concessions? We look at concessions. It's booked. And we're like, like, let's go. Nope. I'm still hoping it's in previews. And you still. Yeah. Because yeah, I knew you were running late. And you got there like. Perfect timing. Right on time. Yeah. Right on time. It was awesome. Like the theater lights hadn't gone down yet. So you didn't yeah, have to worry sat about. sat there for like one, falling. maybe two minutes. And then they were like, and now the movie's beginning. I was like, yeah. oh, dear God. I'm so glad timing. I made it. I was also, I found myself shocked. So here's the thing. Normally, I don't know. Like our showing was at, what was the show time? Like 9.50? Like 9. Yeah, like 9.45, 9.50. It was late. Something like that. Normally, where we live... <laughs> I mean, maybe on a Friday night it's different, but I feel like normally where we live, you go to any showing past like 930 mm -hmm. and there's like maybe 15 people. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's always like dead. And so I was shocked. I was like, I think Holy it's just shit. like that everyone's like, we can go back now. I know. <laughs> I'll go <laughs> whatever what time. Like. I don't care. That's what it felt like. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is weird. We're all sharing this moment. And I was surprised at how many like, I don't know. <laughs> like I can't help it especially when we're like leaving a movie in the evening like there's always fucking somebody that you recognize we're in a small town but I was surprised at how many like little groups of students I had who went and I'm like I, I don't know if this is a good thing but I wanted to be like yeah I like to think that I'm the teacher that made you interested that in some made creepy you shit spooky stuff 
had a real a intimate moment with a uh, some chick's butt. <laughs> she was walking in the oh middle of the movie, walked behind and just like slammed her ass into my head. And I like look back, nothing. No, excuse me, I'm sorry. I was like, is your I ass snapped her back? Yeah, I was like, come back, come back here. Oh man, that's hilarious. I was just like, I oh, okay then. It's too funny. Oh. All I know is like, so we were, and I know Corey was like, are you and Lorgan want to like sit together so you guys can take notes? And I was like, dude, I feel like it doesn't matter like where we sit or whatever. I'm like, oh, let's yeah. just get in there. It's just, it's going to happen. <laughs> and so, and I mean, you know, me being the, like I said, cheapskate that I am. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd snuck some drinks in. So I was Why like, that? <laughs> so I was had like, I had time. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> Right, I'm like, I'm not paying fucking $6 for a soda. Get out of here. They're crazy. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to pack. I'm going to pack some candy. I'm going to pack some drinks, whatever. And so I'm like trying. I'm like so worried for whatever reason. I think it's because it was like my first movie back. I'm so worried the whole time. I'm like, someone's going to, someone's going to see, someone's going to get mad. And like, there's no one else in our row. I'm 100% sure we could have like walked in with a whole pizza and been like, (laughs) Y'all want some pizza? And People no like, one would have given a shit. Well, it was hilarious because I'm, like, so worried and I'm, like, trying to be quiet and everything. And then, like, the opening credits when it finally got to, like, the credits and that, like, opening scene or whatever. In the back row, I just hear, like, <laughs> drinks cracking open. I just hear everyone popping their, like. Oh, my God. It was the loudest show. It was just, so like, funny. everybody in here got something <laughs> noisy to eat. You hilarious. hear, like, big ass, like. It sounded like cereal bags almost where they're just like, and I'm like, what the hell did everyone bring in here? Mm -hmm. It was insane. Oh, man. So good times. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I would say it was a great experience. And like you said, it was there were some definitely funny moments, some Some good times moments. I think I think some of my favorite times were where you and Corey were (laughs) sitting in the middle and you two were just laughing your asses off. Well, like someone would crack a joke would and everyone it. would start everyone laughing. Just laughing. Or there was a lot of quiet in this movie. There was a lot of like silent moments. And I just, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. And Alden like sneezed. <laughs> Coughed, sneezed. And everyone in the theater just dies laughing. It was great. <laughs> so I, I would highly recommend it. If for nothing else. Going to The Conjuring 3, it's a good way to get out of your house, especially if you just had mandates start to lift, start to lift, go do it. Um, also, if you have HBO Max, we're not sponsored, but like, holy shit, that'd be cool. Um, if you have HBO Max, um, I think you can scream it, stream it. <laughs> until ah, ah, scream it. Or as my mom would say. <laughs> yeah. So up until July 4th, if I remember right, you can stream it on HBO Max. So definitely check it out. All right. Oh my gosh. So, shall we get into it? Let's do this. All right. So, The Conjuring 3 has a subtitle. Very interesting subtitle. The Devil Made Me Do It. It's the only, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the only Conjuring movie that has a subtitle attached. So far, yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. And, um... If you've heard, if you haven't heard our episodes before about the Conjuring universe or about the Annabelle kind of franchise, definitely feel free to go back and check those out. And as we dive into this, please know we are going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Um, we're going to tell you about all the ins and outs of it. 
and our experiences with it. So if you haven't seen the film yet, walk go away see now. It. Yes. We, walk you have away. been warned. You've been warned. Just like, you know, any time that your grandma tells you not to do something and then and you do it and, and you're you cursed. Do it and then something <laughs> happens. It's great. Before you know it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go <laughs> Anywhere. Um, Being dragged out through the ceiling <laughs> by an invisible yes. force. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, but, yeah, we're going to spoil this movie, and, yeah, let's get to it. Uh, so, Conjuring 3 is the only one to date with the subtitle thus yes. far. This is the last movie in the Conjuring franchise as of right now. Yes. Most recent takes place after the Conjuring 2, which is one of the things that I think is cool. I didn't really catch on to this at the time mm-hmm. until after watching it. And I'm like, oh, now they're like really working through more of Ed and Lorraine Warren's cases, like cases yeah. chronologically, which is really cool to see. So it, it follows, this is after the Enfield poltergeist when they are in the UK. So with this particular case, um, and think, that one, that one had some public publicity, you yes. know, it had like some publicity to bit. it, mm-hmm. but it was in the UK. So it wasn't really like a big known thing here in the States. The Conjuring 3, this was very public, yes. you know, covered extensively. And if you were in that era, if you were born in that era or you were alive and, you know, whatever, this was a big case that was talked about. So mm-hmm. this one was a very public one. So I think that's why it it got more traction to it where everyone's like, oh yeah, my parents remembered this or my grandparents or, you know, I remember hearing about this. Exactly. And I think, yeah, just kind of along those lines, I love when there's a movie that, or an event, like if there's a docuseries or something that took place around the time, like that my, that my parents were alive that I just seem to latch onto. So like, for example, when like Ted Bundy's the, I don't think it was the confession tapes. It was just called the Ted Bundy tapes. Mm -hmm. I remember when that series came out, I was telling my mom, I'm like, wait, like some of this happened like (laughs) here and around. Like you've got to tell me. My mother-in-law was, what did she live a couple of blocks from? She lived a couple of blocks from one of the girls that was taken or whatever. Yeah. In Bountiful. So that's crazy. I was like, it could have been her. Holy crap. Yeah. So I think for that reason, this one is way more accessible to people around our age. I mean, yeah. we're millennials, but I mean, whatever. Put whatever labels on it you want. Call if you know someone you who was I'm around old. during that time, I would say definitely ask them about it. Like, I'm sure you have. I have. I'm going to continue to she do that. Bread. And um, <laughs> so anyway, let's go ahead and dive into the story. So what's the case? So the case... <laughs> Um, this takes place in 1981. So, I mean, there's a lot you can do with an 80s film, which mm-hmm. makes it really fun. And this case that Ed and Lorraine Warren are looking at follows. Um, it's kind of a weird set of circumstances. So they perform an exorcism, your opening scene, right? Your crazy, I don't know, attention getting scene that you see in the beginning of this film is they're performing an exorcism on a young boy. And this boy is very, very, quite obviously possessed. As you're watching this whole thing go down, you're like, holy shit, this is something crazy. Like, these poor people, they're going to get so much flack for this, but they shouldn't because it's insane. So they perform an exorcism, and they perform an exorcism on a little boy. 
and his name is Julian Gladsell. And um, he's, sorry, <laughs> had to clear my throat. <laughs> so poor Julian, he's been possessed by some demon of some sort. And um, as they're going through this exorcism, it's a really intense scene. And you can just tell that whatever this thing is has its hooks in him and does not want to let go. Does not want to let go. And, what was his um, name in the movie? It wasn't David? No, not David. David yeah, was it was the, David. It was David? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did I say Julian? I didn't mean that. The That's actor's the name actor's name. name. Yeah. Sorry. I was but like, yeah. wait, David. That wasn't his name. <laughs> David Gladzell. And he's yeah. the youngest. He's the youngest at home. And, um, I mean, his whole family is there. His sister, his older sister, is basically engaged, but they haven't, like, actually put that, put the ring on it yet. Um, yeah. But his older sister, Debbie, is also there, too, with her boyfriend. And this is where things get weird. Yeah. So her boyfriend, his name is Arnie Johnson. Um, so Arnie Johnson, in the middle of this exorcism, they're they're all fighting. Everyone, every adult in the room is fighting to help David. And none of them are having any success with this. Well, they, I think previously to this moment, he had a special moment where you uh -huh. see how he's really close to David. Yeah. And they share a moment where he's like, being brave doesn't mean that you're not scared. It's yeah. like he's toughing like, it's okay. it out. Like it's okay. To so you afraid. know that they're pretty close, you know, even though it's his sister's fiance basically at this point, he's like, yeah, we're bros, you know, you're yeah. a little kid, you're cool. And, and there's so. probably, I mean, I'm guessing, I'm guessing here because I don't think they put a number on how old David is, but I would, Wasn't I would eight? guess he's, yeah. Didn't they say it was going to say he's like, like under 10. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a pretty big gap between them. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. So you can tell these two are bonding. They're really close. And then during the exorcism, nothing is going well. Yeah. Everything that they are trying is backfiring like crazy. Mm -hmm. And you can just tell it's bad news. It's very bad news. Things are going downhill fast and it's not going to end well. And, um, I mean, during an exorcism, it's pretty common, I would say, in any, like, portrayal that I've seen, where especially if it's a young child or anyone, they're they're being held down and they're being restrained. Yeah. So you, this, you see this happening. None of the restraints work. And eventually, David, whatever force has taken over him, um, allows him to pull free from the situation. Yeah. And um, they're doing everything they can. And it looks like Ed, he attacks Ed specifically, and it looks like Ed is like done for he's um it looks like he's going to to die <laughs> which was a sad moment for me as a viewer i'm like i know this isn't how he goes but it was it was still scary nonetheless um because this demon is threatening him threatening you know i'm going to rip your heart out of your chest and i'm, I'm going gonna to stop your heart yeah because he starts having what you Pains. what you can tell is like it's a heart attack a heart yeah. attack yeah and so you can tell things are not gonna let up and then um, in this moment, Arnie takes, you know, takes all the balls he has <laughs> and grabs David and calls to whatever is inside him and begs with it, pleads with whatever this demonic spirit is, take me instead, mm -hmm. leave him alone, take me instead, take me instead. Like you, you just want a soul, right? Like take mine. Can Why can't you just take me? Like his. Utter, it's emotional. Yeah, it's very emotional. You can feel his desperation where he's like, leave <clears throat> this kid alone, man. Yeah. He's a nice dude. Yes. 
and you can just tell he's like i will deal with whatever comes of this whatever it is it's going to be better than you taking his life instead Mm -hmm. and so of course this demonic spirit says all right you want to be part of this fine i'll leave this little guy alone and i'll inhabit you instead Mm -hmm. and um so whatever this spirit is leaves david and and he's seemingly okay but you see the shift and the way that they portrayed this in the film i thought was extremely well done it was very spooky and very very i don't know kind of it was scary like that was the scariest part for me was seeing how it's affecting arnie in those moments you can see this demonic spirit take over there's a physical change oh yeah and um I, I don't know about you, but after that first scene ends, I was just mad. I'm like, why is no one helping this guy? Like, are not were none of them listening? <laughs> well, and like, I was you like, is this an Annabelle Ed, situation well, where no one heard him? <laughs> like, no, that's the thing. Ed heard him, but Ed's yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. After this. But I'm like, was no one else? Everyone else wasn't knocked out. The girl was knocked out. Uh L- Lorraine was having those vision things. So oh, she, she was, was kind having of like this crazy. Out. Yeah connection which is something that's new in this particular film i mean in the past we've talked about how lorraine warren was a mediator and clairvoyant Mm -hmm. however in this film something different happens her connection with whatever this spirit is they want her to see yeah. yeah they want her to see what's going on definitely and so her connection is a lot stronger and is taking a much more personal attack on her i mean with the enfield poltergeist for example like I mean that was that was hard to watch. It was kind of attacking attacking her more. I feel like with the first this and one, the second conjuring, yeah, they, they go gave you her. little they gave you little tidbits on her clair, clairvoyant, oh, yeah. you know, gift and stuff like that. And they were just like, yeah, you know, let's like add a little bit in here so you can tell that she's clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. But this one really took it to a whole new level where you're like, damn, she could see whatever was whatever had caused this spirit to enter into David in the first place, she was seeing mm-hmm. little snippets of what had happened. Yeah. Whether that was, was intentional. Yeah. yeah. Whether that was intentional of that force or not at first remains really unseen. And I don't think it was intentional, but she has this gift. Yeah. And it's taking this physical toll on her where she has like basically a really, really intense migraine is kind of how they made it seem. Yeah. To where she wasn't really aware. Um, Ed's rushed to the hospital and they're told that he suffered a heart attack and, you know, will he ever be okay? Lorraine wants to know, you know, is he ever going to be okay? Is he going to come back from this? And um, basically what they tell her is, you know, maybe, maybe, but like we have to wait, we have to see. And like his lifestyle is going to change drastically. Yeah, you have to take it slow, nice and easy, you know, like crazy stuff can happen, which I mean, of course, is not gonna it's going to happen. <laughs> It's this just only, it's only just begun, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. And um, so, I mean, you can, there's lots of foreshadowing into what's coming later on, especially in those scenes in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But Ed's the only one who's aware that Arnie is possessing the spirit now. And um, because he's stuck in the hospital and he's recovering, no one, no one knows. No one knows. No. Lorraine is still there with him, of course, faithful diligent by his side sleeping there day and night yes <laughs> poor Lorraine. and um i know <laughs> um but i also thought it was so sweet when when she was talking about how like i can't go 
yes, I could leave and go to my house, but my home is here with him. Oh, my And God. I was like, damn you for putting that sentimental shit in here. I cannot. But I was like, I totally understand that sentiment. And I don't know. It was really well done. Meanwhile, while Ed's in the hospital recovering, um, we finally get in a, w a window into what's going on with Arnie. And um, very, very happy with his girlfriend, not yet fiance, mm -hmm. Debbie, and um, spending time with her working. And she's working too. They're both like busting their asses. They work at a kennel, mm -hmm. a dog kennel. And he also helps with some. Boarding. Yeah. So he helps with what, like maintenance, would you say? Yeah, like with like small maintenance. maintenance things. And then he has his own separate job where he mm -hmm. does like, what it looks Tree like cutting, landscaping, landscaping yeah, stuff. something like that. So they're both working really hard. And, and I mean, it's tough. Like, I feel like a lot of people have been yeah. in that situation where, I don't know, it feels like a lot. And so they're working on all of that together. And um, meanwhile, whatever this spirit is, is starting to make its presence known to Arnie in little ways. So I think the easiest way to see what's going on with him is to look at physically what's happening with the character. Yeah. Anytime this demonic spirit is making itself known, you see, you see things happen to Arnie that kind of tips you off as a viewer that something's going on. And he'll just have these little moments where you're like, Ooh, something's not right there. And, um, and basically, whatever this spirit is, this power is, kind of takes over what he's experiencing in a situation. Mm -hmm. So he might be sitting in his living room, listening to records with their landlord slash, I don't know, employer. Yeah, <laughs> and, because um, he owns the, the kennel boarding right. situation. He owns that house. And then he lets them stay upstairs mm -hmm. in a room in their own little, like, apartment for free while she right. while they work there. So. So he might be sitting there physically just listening to records, seemingly tuning out. But inside his head, what he's experiencing is totally different. Yeah. So, I mean, it starts with little things, the lights going off, things moving on their own when they shouldn't be. Um, my favorite was probably the red backdrop that will come in and, um, and little things like that. Yeah. And it'll just start to happen where everything else kind of dies away. Whatever this power wants him to see is what he sees and what he starts to experience. And it's basically like he's having a really, really bad hallucination in yeah. a nutshell. And um, then later on when he and Debbie, I mean, this is probably the same like week, a couple days later, they go to Debbie's house to spend time with her parents and with David. And while they're there, Arnie has a moment where he goes inside alone and um, then he sees, at first you might think it's the spirit in like a human form. That's what I thought at least. I was like, okay, yeah. so this is the manifestation. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. When I first, the first time they show you it and you're like, that's what that's they, the ghost or whatever. It's like a tricking trick. over him. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've kind of, if you're a fan of the Conjuring franchise, that's kind of what they lead you to think because that's what's happened before. Yeah. Later on you find out. This is the person who has set this whole thing up. Um, and it's not its not the person or whatever who... It's the person who set up the curse, basically. It's not what you think it is. Yeah, initially. it's the curse. And so he is possessed by some sort of demon that this... What, it was what manifested... Like a witch? It I was guess? manifested by a witch. Yeah. 
which later on, I mean, Ed wakes up and um, this is around the same time that you see whatever this thing is taking over Arnie. He starts to experience really weird things at the kennel and the boarding house um, when he's spending time with his landlord. His landlord's changing and does not appear the same way as before. And um, there's this scene that leads you to the events that like catapult the whole main plot of the film. Right. So Arnie is um, in a room with all the dog kennels and um, I mean, hallucinations take over and he's like, something is, is chasing me. He's trying to get away. And then of course, I mean, he finds something to defend himself. Well, he's trying to defend his girlfriend because he thinks that the landlord is shifted into this creature. So, I mean, yes, he's trying to defend her, but he's also trying to defend himself to some extent, I think, too. Yeah, well, he's the one who, like, falls on the floor. Yeah. And so, long story short. Yeah. um, He kills his landlord. Doesn't believe he killed his landlord. And then you see him, the next shot is him walking down the street. Meanwhile, Ed wakes up in the hospital, tells Lorraine, it's in Arnie. It's in Arnie. It's not gone. Like, we need to contact the, the authorities. Correct. So they call down. They send the police down. The police are like, what are you talking about? This is weird. There's going to be a horrible tragedy at this location. You need to get there. Right. And, of course, they're too late. When the police finally do show up, Arnie's walking away from the house. And um, you can see those physical manifestations that he's not right. And he's covered in blood. And um, the second that the cop like comes back around um, and goes to talk to him, it, it all kind of falls away. And he's just there, which is crazy because he's like a shell at that point. And um, looks down at himself and says that he thinks he hurt someone. He has I feel no like he has, he has like some idea of what he's done. Yeah. But he doesn't have the whole scope because mm-hmm. he saw it differently it's than what true. everyone is telling him. So right. he did. He does know something happened. He does know someone got hurt, but he doesn't know that that wasn't a demon or creature that he like stabbed or whatever. Right. It was his landlord. Yes, and so I mean, it's it's really sad because it's too little, too late. And, of course, he's hauled off to jail. And um, then you see Ed and Lorraine with him and with Debbie. And they're consulting and they're trying to decide how are we going to, how are we going to help you? They're like, we know what this was. And um, you didn't know what you were doing in that moment. Yeah. And so they talk about different ways that they could plead this case. Could they plead? Could they plead insanity? And they're like, it's not insanity, though demons are real (laughs) yeah and um and they decide that they're going to take this case to court and they're going to help find some defense for arnie and so their plan is to convince the jury convince the judge demons are real and whatever this force was that has taken over arnie um caused him to commit this crime which he was unaware of at the time and um that's kind of what kickstarts the main thread of the movie. This is, I mean, obviously this is all build up. This is all getting us to that point. And then after that, we get to like the fun stuff that you would expect from a conjuring movie, I would say. And I mean, you would expect that build up anyway. But after this point, they have to, I mean, if you're going to, especially in the eighties, um, 
and they mentioned there had only ever been one other case um, where they attempted to prove the same thing. It was not in the United States yeah. and it was disproven. And so they're like, we are like, we have a long shot here. So we have got to play this right. For sure. And we've got to make sure that we do everything that we can to help you. And um, I know. Can you imagine Isn't that, that crazy? happening today? Like today, well, and it's crazy because, I mean, I have not done the research, but I'm curious to see if it's ever been um, done again. Yeah. Like, like something very similar has happened. Yeah. And I know, especially like in the 1980s, there was all this panic around Satanism and ritualism and all sorts of things. And yeah. so I'm sure like if you throw the word like demons out there, people are going to be like, oh, well, you must be involved in something awful. And like, what did you do to yeah. get here? But I, I fully believe if you invite something bad in, some crazy shit can some go down. Some crazy shit's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that's kind of the first little section and the setup of the film. And then we get into all, all the crazy stuff. All, all the right. meat and potatoes of the it. The meat and potatoes. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, shit, what's the dessert? I'm curious about that. So I've got my own theories. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get into the meat and potatoes, so to speak. And um, the Warrens decide that they need to, you know, they need more evidence. They need more people to help with this case and help paint them also, I think, too, in a more credible light. Up to this point, there was a lot of skepticism around the Warrens themselves and what they do, which I think is really sad, but also it makes sense for the time period. Yeah. I think a lot of people were skeptical of, of everything. <laughs> and so because of this, they, they start trying to get their ducks in a row. And um, meanwhile, they're also trying to make sure that Arnie has, um, you know, that he's being watched while he's, while he's in jail prison. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man, they're trying to make sure that he has the help that he needs. And poor Arnie is just suffering this whole time. It's, oh my God. it's really hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you can tell he's going through it and he's just trying to stay sane with all of this. Um, you know, he sees the person who has plagued him again. He's experiencing these hallucinations again. And anytime he's alone, especially he's way more vulnerable and he's way more vulnerable at night. Um, so Ed and, Ed and Lorraine, they're like, we need to start from the beginning, which I think is so smart. They're like, we need to start from like the very beginning. Oh, yeah. So they talk to. <clears throat> well, they need to paint a bigger picture because it's not like they're yeah. really zoned in. And like when you're really focused on one thing, you're not seeing the full picture. So it's like, how are you yeah. going to figure out why this person specifically or this one family specifically is being targeted? Right. So they're like. Has this happened to anyone else mm -hmm. in this area, in the States? Like, you know, so they go back and talk to, what is it, his sister? The Glatzels. The yeah. Glatzels, yeah. So they go back to the house and um, they start looking under the house. They they look around inside the house. Um, Lorraine gets a sense of what really happened to David and, like, when, when this first started happening, mm -hmm. which was... I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, let, not a lot of, but there's a few, there's a good handful of jump scares. Um, not all of them got me. <laughs> I don't know no. about you. Um, some of them were pretty cheesy, but there's also some unexpected scares that you kind of see like littered throughout. Yeah. And um, while they are inside, you see some of those. 
And then they decide they need to go, you know, they're like, okay, wait. So this is the room where, where all of this started to happen. Yeah. And I, of course, want to start singing the room where it happened from Hamilton, but I won't. <laughs> and um, they decide to go under the house. Oh, they're like, yeah. can we access underneath the house? Yeah. And there's like, I don't know. It's not really like a crawl space. Um, I think sorts, it's a crawl space kinda. because like it's okay. not deep enough to be like a, like basement. a basement so yeah. it's, it's definitely a crawl space because she lorraine volunteers to go in of since course. ed cannot being a badass <laughs> and uh so she goes in and she has to definitely crawl on her hands and knees because there's no way of standing up in there mm -hmm. so it's definitely a crawl space under the house and um she's crawling around and notices Ugh. that there's a whole bunch of rats <laughs> <laughs> yeah our favorite <laughs> and um <laughs> they're all she... cgi so it's yeah like, at first, you can't tell because it's, like, farther away. But then when they get close, I'm like, okay, these are the most CGI'd rats <laughs> I've ever seen. Still, I was like, eh, I You're would like, not keep going. No. I'm like, yeah, let's get closer and find out what's under I'd be here. like, no, y'all need to handle this yourself. Sorry, I can't do the rats. I can do the demons and the ghosts, but the rats, that's where I draw a line. Right. So, um, Lorraine notices that a lot of the rats seem to be centering around this one specific area mm -hmm. under the house. So she gets curious, goes over there and like, like a freaking badass, like bats these rats away. And I'm like, Bleh. yuck. Ugh. And um, notices that there's something, it's covered. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's weird. Um, uncovers this thing. And it's like, I have no way to even describe this. It looks like a half skull with like just all sorts of shit. It's like, it looks like a weird pagan shrine yeah it looks it's, like a weird art installation yeah it does something not that you look put good. on your mantelpiece if you were into cults <laughs> oh Corey buys me one for christmas and yeah. i'm like thank you <laughs> but yeah it's like different yeah. like skeletal pieces like yeah. put together with feathers and all sorts of other things so you know very, it's very, very occultist yes so it does not look like a like a good thing no um, takes lots and lots of pictures of it, and then they start to dive into the research process, which mm -hmm. I thought was so awesome. So they start doing research. They start, you know, hitting the books, going to the library, asking around, and then they find out that there is one person who they have met before um, who might be a very good source to help them out. Yeah. So they go and they visit. Now, remind me, he's not a priest anymore. No. At he's an ex-priest. Um, with the last name Kastner mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there <laughs> in the audience and I'm like wait a minute what and so for like I don't know a good 15 minutes I'm <laughs> like did I hear wait did I miss this before um because I hadn't heard the end and I was like wait a minute that's really fucking weird but anyway um played by John Noble of course he's gonna be fantastic oh yeah we've seen him before in the Bravo. franchise and so Ed and Lorraine go to visit with him and he is kind of the foremost expert in um, all things related to the occult. And um, very to similar. This, this cult specifically. Yes. And very, very similar to what Ed and Lorraine have done in their own home where they have their, not trophies, but different items. Um, why can't I think of the word right now? They're different, like, possessed items and things like yeah, that. Yeah, artifacts. They have. So they're a little, yeah. Just like their artifact room, um, Kastner has his own. And it's all related to this specific occult and um, all things related to that. Also under lock and key. And mm -hmm. he has this great moment where he quotes the same 
same thing that they always say. It's like taking guns off of the street. Right. And, um, you know, tells them, yeah, I've seen this before. And they find out this was from a witch. Mm -hmm. um, a witch had decided to curse someone in the house. Whether she was actually targeting David initially, I don't well, know. She had to make, well, I guess she, did have, is, she had to make a deal with the devil for a soul yes. to gain whatever it is Basically, that she like, wanted. Basically, immortality is kind of what it yeah. seemed like. And, uh, and I guess the three stages of it was like she had to have someone innocent go through it. Mm -hmm. And then like a lover and then a man of faith yes. is what she had. And it's really, really terrible because kind of the cycle that these individuals go through, what it seems anyway, and I think they even mentioned this at one point, is that they have to kill. Do they yeah. have to kill two people? Yeah. Or is it just, I don't know if it's just the one or the two, but then they also have to um, die by suicide. Yes. Which is... I mean, then it all makes sense why Arnie is having such a tough time, too. He's mm -hmm. already committed the first part of this curse to make everything um, halfway there. Mm -hmm. So the only thing he has left to do to complete the witch's curse is to kill himself. Right. Um, so he's placed under suicide watch, and it's rough, and it's awful, and oh my gosh. So many good scenes came out of that, but Poor I was guy. like, holy shit. <laughs> he tried his hardest. You have got really to be did. kidding me. <laughs> and um, of course, they're you know, researching and trying to learn more and how do we stop this and, like, what do we do? And Lorraine is still continuing to have these visions, um, especially when especially when they're getting close. And at one point, um, Lorraine finds that this connection that she has, this window into what's happening is a two-way street which is the scariest part <laughs> of this whole movie is she realizes, wait a minute. Um, Cause I mean, they're, they're looking around the house and, and they're learning more about what's going on. And then there's this moment where they realize it's a, it's a two way connection. And this is when Ed and Lorraine are they're at their own home at this point. And um, this witch on the other end has broken through knows who they are could easily find them and is so powerful that she can physically kind of like manifest basically like a, you know, a crazy witchy hologram yeah. <laughs> of herself in she front crazy. of them. Um, she can also kind of come through and manifest other. Well, there's this crazy scene with like a, with a dead body and she, they're in a more, like they re she reanimates the yes. corpse and she's, Ugh. and he does her bidding. And I would not want to no. go to bat with this guy. Mm -mm. And uh, so this connection can go both ways. And Lorraine realizes that and is like, oh, shit. But she would never say that. <laughs> She's like, they they know who we are. They're going to find us. They're yeah. very powerful. We're in trouble. Yes. And um, yeah, so it's really intense because... Not only are they in a race to try and save Arnie, but they're also trying to save themselves, too, at this point. Mm -hmm. And um, Ed is struggling to take all of his medications on time, which is another concern. <laughs> and, um, yeah. yeah, there's all sorts of shit going on in this one, which is why it's husbands. so fun. Typical yes. husbands. I know, right? They're too tough. <laughs> and I'm like, screw you. 
I hear your knees popping and cracking just like mine. <laughs> you need to take that multivitamin now. Take this. Shove it down your throat. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, I mean, they're still researching. Ed is having a hard time just laying low. I mean, he's got to be a part of the action. He would he would hate himself if yeah. he didn't. It's, it's not, you can see that it's not in his nature to just be like, I'm going to stand down, yeah. recline in this chair or whatever, <laughs> and just let Lorraine do the work. Right. He's like, nah, I'm number one macho man. And so, um, at this point, Arnie is, like, constantly being, like, prayed over, especially at night, because the witch is most powerful at night. Yeah. Um, Debbie is staying by his side, um, trying to provide what comfort she can. And Ed and Lorraine are trying to put an end to this. So, using her con- using her connection and her power, Lorraine decides that she's going to use, she's going to try and find all the clues that she can. Where is this witch located? And it's kind of great because they have a research team basically with them. Yeah. Which was so cool. I was like, oh, yeah, it was nice to awesome. see like other people helping them out. Yes. Like you do this, you do this. And they're just like kind of delegating some of the, it was cool. The load off of their shoulders. So yeah. It's nice. So there's a great little research team helping these guys out and together they kind of pinpoint where this, witch, where this witch must be. And, um, they go, I'm trying to remember why they go back to his house, but they go back to meet with Castor. Lorraine and, um, goes alone. Yes. She's by herself. That's right. And um, she goes to meet with him. And that's when the other shoe drops. She learns from Castor that he knows all of this and um, he's going to try and do what he can to help them. <laughs> that scares me. Because he knows who this which is, and he knows where she's going to be. Yeah. And it's because it's his daughter. <laughs> Adopted daughter. Adopted daughter, yes. Who had a fascination with the occult because that's what he studied um, well, as like, a child. It, she tragically lost her parents. So, of so course, he took her in. There's some, yeah. some missing piece there. Initially. Well, he took her in and he said that that was around the same time that he started looking into yes. that that cult, that specific cult of those like witches and stuff that made mm-hmm. those curses. And when he was really getting into the heart of that, she was like, uh, monkey see, monkey do. I'm yeah. interested in it now. And I, I almost think... said two and made that rhyme. <laughs> Good God. But I do think that was, oh man, that was a hard like moment for so many reasons. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, how many times do people do despicable shit because they just like want that connection yeah or like if you're in that situation and you've lost your family and you're like this is my family now like yeah want that connection and so it's like well it's it's like as a parent what wouldn't you do for your child right and so it's like he doesn't want her to continue doing this stuff but also (laughs) he doesn't want her to get hurt so he just kind of didn't oh, divulge man. the fact that it's his daughter being the, yeah. the witch. He was like, I'm going to wait until you were like right like, there. Things aren't that bad, right? And then I'll tell like, you. Um, and then he explains that as a child, when she wanted to be alone, which we're like, okay. <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, would go. There are, there are these tunnels under their property. And, um, and then the light bulb goes off in Lorraine's head. She's like, that's where she is. Like, yeah. I, I heard water in the background. I heard trains. This links up to this particular area. Like, that's where mm-hmm. she is. 
And so Kastner basically like shoves her into a tunnel and is like, good luck. I'll try and hold her off as as long as I can. And then he stops and he goes, she's here because he consents her. And I'm like, <gasps> he looks no! over and she's like right there. Oh and gosh. I was like, oh, nigga, this is about to go down. <laughs> and this bitch, like the whole time I'm sitting there watching like her makeup, the way they styled her hair. I'm like, yeah. it's Elizabeth Bathory from Stay Alive. Mm-hmm. It's the same bitch. <laughs> That's what it made me think of. And um, horrifying. Very, very scary. And um, so, of course, her being a loving adopted child um, goes over, scolds her dad for being a stupid old man, um, pretty much. I love this scene because... He tries to, like... He was going to end himself. He had a gun to end himself. But she's like, no. (laughs) The words he was saying. And, like, she's a couple feet in front of him in the dark mm-hmm. and she's walking around all like slinky like and you're like ew don't like that and she's talking Have to him snake. and he's <laughs> trying to like I feel like it's his last effort and prayer where he's like I hope I don't go to hell for this but like uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do what I gotta do and that's the moment when it's like she's suddenly just right behind him out of nowhere just flat and then slits his throat and you're like holy shit how did you get there which is also weird because now that i'm thinking about it i'm like oh that bitch that's what, how i felt in the movie yeah but now i'm sitting here thinking about it too and it's like but part of me wonders like but is she supposed to have a heart here was she like i don't want you to go to hell I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to feel it. Well. It makes me wonder. I, I don't know. know. I don't think so. Just because of the way she like. Why oh, would she she's kill so devious. Him? Yeah. She's so devious. And then Is she, she proceeds, not a nice person? No. <laughs> and then she proceeds to go after Lorraine. Yeah. And um, the only way that they know of at this point to break the curse and to save Arnie's soul is to. Um, Destroy the altar. Yeah. On which the curse was made. And it's. A crazy altar. There's no way this is going <laughs> it's down like easily. Freaking rock. <laughs> you're like, huge I don't know how you're gonna make slab. it. Like, yeah. I don't know if I told you when like our school got pranked, I was helping move the cinder slabs and like that was killing me. And so yeah. when I saw this altar, I was like, dude, <laughs> fuck no that. you see Hell poor no. Lorraine <laughs> pushing it and her like little and heels are not nothing. doing it. There's no traction. Absolutely nothing no. is happening. Her full body in it. Nah, <laughs> it's not happening. And um, so Lorraine's trying her best and she's also trying to run away so she doesn't get murdered by this psychopath. And um, Ed, of course, knows, knows that she's at risk and um, goes to help and save the day. Racing there. Brings a sledgehammer, um, you know, like like a good husband would and um, goes in to try and save her. And, um, oh, man, this, like, made me crazy. As this witch is chasing Lorraine around and messing with her, she also chases Ed around. Because she she ain't no dummy. Yeah. She knows what's going on. She knows what's up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so she... Cult powers! <laughs> so she decides that she's going to basically make him just as vulnerable as Lorraine. So she basically, in a nutshell, six Ed on his wife. So he, I feel like she did the that same hurt. thing that she did to Arnie, where yeah. he's seeing one thing, yep, and so he's attacking what he perceives to be something entirely different when he's yes. really attacking his wife. And Lorraine is calling out to him at one point. He gets really, really close to just bashing her head in, 
And she calls out to him and says, like, remember us, like, remember us, remember me, remember me. And um, just kind of keeps repeating herself and yeah. eventually breaks through um, to where he knows this is this Ooh, is my boy. wife. Yeah. <laughs> and my um, wife. <laughs> and uh, eventually, I mean, things go the way that they should, where Ed makes it to the altar. Yeah. And eventually he's able to dismantle the altar, you know, being macho and shit, which was great. And um, all the while this is happening, yes. Arnie's back at the jail with oh his my girlfriend oh, and a priest. so crazy. And he's not, not having a good, good time. <laughs> Straight up. Not no. having a good time. Mm -mm. He's um, been yanked from his bed by this demonic spirit um, the windows shatter at one point and he grabs, he has this piece nice of glass chunk of glass, and he's ready to just, oof, go to town on his own carotid artery. And, um, I mean, it's crazy. You're just like, holy for shit, the jugular. please <laughs> save this kid. Yeah. I mean, he's not a kid. He's an adult, but his you're like, His girlfriend's oh, save it. trying to like talk him down. Oh like, please gosh. don't. She's like holding his arms and doing the same yeah. thing Lorraine's trying Oh. And no shade, but it's not working as well. No. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so you see at the same moment that this altar is bashed in, yeah. Arnie just collapses onto the ground, and you're like, oh, thank God. Free from the curse. Yes. <laughs> Finally. And um, then you, I mean, of course, you need to see what happens to the witch. This bitch who made everything happen. What happens to her? Well, after all this crazy shit goes down, um, she's reminded that um, the devil is not going to, whatever this demonic spirit is, is not returning to hell without, without a soul. the soul that she promised. Yeah. And, um. Because once you start a, once you start a curse, you can't stop no. it. It's done for. It's got to, you've got to complete the circle. Yeah. And so then she is. Her soul is dragged down to hell. And um, it's gnarly. It's so it's good. Gnarly moment. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love the way that they made that happen. I was yeah. like, yay. <laughs> um, and so that ends the curse. So things are good there. And then later on, you see, I'm trying to remember. So they, I mean, they wrapped things up in true conjuring fashion. Where everything is, is good. And you have a, a very satisfying um, resolution at the mm -hmm. end of the film. But then there's also, you know, that little bit of unease at the end because they show all of their true footage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, things seem to be going well. I mean, Ed in this whole ordeal, as he's dismantling this, um, this altar, he did not take his heart medication. So Lorraine, of course, has it in her locket and gives locket. it to him. It's so nice. Takes care of him. And, um, and Arnie, um, yeah, I was going to say it's, it's, it's kind of intense. So, I mean, they take, they take this case to court and, um, he is found guilty. Yeah. But, but he's like an upside. Yeah. He only serves, what was it? Like five, five years? years. He only that serves five years. And, um, Mary's Debbie and they're still together. And, um, yeah. Ed and Lorraine continued on on their way practicing as, as they did. Yeah. And, um, I think one of my favorite things at the end of every conjuring, 
franchise movie. Well, there's there's like two ways. The way they start and end, it's always so happy. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning, you get this really intense music and this text. This is based on a true story. What follows are real, based on real events. Oh, yeah. And um, it'll give you like a timestamp, basically. And I think that's one of the things that I love about the start of the movie. I kind of liken it to when you're at a Star Wars movie and you mm. see your text scrolling up. It's oh, like yeah, that. It's like, in a world. <laughs> yes. And um, at the end of every Conjuring film movie, they have um, any real images, like photos, of the Warrens um, in that situation or the real the real people who are involved. So um, that's the small snippet of audio that you hear from the yes. actual exorcism of david so that's intense so intense i was like oh just hearing that like could give you nightmares it's crazy yeah so very very satisfying film um if you're a conjuring fan it is definitely for you Mm -hmm. if you're interested in um less paranormal and more occult things Definitely a good film for you. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was interesting that it was, I don't know, it was it was such a relevant case, like you were saying. It was something that was so recent. And so, yeah. I mean, I, I talked with my mom. I'm like, what do you remember about this case? But I haven't talked to my dad yet. So if you know someone who was alive during that time, ask them. Ask them what they remember or how they felt. Did they think that it was so far into left field or did they think he was innocent? Well, really I like that they they not only was it about this case, but in the middle of it when they were trying to figure things out and how it was all connected, they mention another case mm-hmm. of something that happened similar to this case and how it's connected to that. Yeah. And so it's like something that would have probably gone unnoticed and untalked oh, yeah. about for so you know, for however many years that happened. Um, like an unsolved case where they didn't know why or what mm-hmm. or how, you know. Um, you know, they've finally found these girls' bodies and stuff like that. So, which, um, if you're a fan of trailers, I don't know. I've tried to be better about like staying away from them because I don't want them to spoil too much. Yeah. But if you're a fan of trailers and you watch the trailer, that's, that's what this other case is that they talk about. And then and Lorraine helps solve it, which is so wonderful. And, um, like how nice for the families to finally get, you know, closure. And I think it's weird. Like, there's a scene where they're working with a different police department in a different state. And, I mean, albeit it's probably kind of difficult to work interstate. Like, I mean, uh, I just think of, like, counties with the Golden State Killer and what a tough time they had. And, I mean, that was in the same well, I mean, State and for, for if, most of that, if you listen to the cold podcast, like, oh, yeah, how that got super messed up ridiculous. because of <laughs> different states and not getting information Ugh. out in time. It was ridiculous. Well, yeah, like working from state to state. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, guys. Just, just work Ugh. together. Just be nice. And um, ridiculous. If a lovely couple comes to visit you. They probably are not trying to, like, make your life harder. They're probably trying to help, especially if they say they are. <laughs> I love um, that Lorraine proved herself. She was like, this yeah. one. <laughs> Just, oh, yeah. Whatever. Everyone else is fighting around her, and she's like, shut up, guys. That. <laughs> the best. I'm oh. done with this. There's so many good 
little takeaways like yeah, that. Yeah, there's that little so moments fun. where you're just like, yes, be. And I know a lot of people are going to like point to the scene with the waterbed with David. That was not my favorite. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was just not yeah. as scary to me, but. Oh man, there's so many good things. I mean, the wall. if you had the wall got me. If you had right. um <laughs> if you had lived that moment though, how much scarier oh would it gosh. be if you were on a waterbed and suddenly yeah. that happened? Oh yeah. Like Fuck if you that. put yourself in the shoes of an eight year old boy and <laughs> fucking waterbed starts trying to kill you, um uh, you gonna be scared. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think the scariest like part for me, and I didn't like jump or anything, I was just like, oh fuck. <laughs> Was the scene with the wall. So Arnie sees something weird with the wall. And it's like this hole. And it's like in the wall at the Mm -hmm. house. And you're like there is something wrong. And I'm like something is going to come and like snatch his eye out. And I am not here for that. And he could tell tell something was going to happen. And he turns around. And that's when you see the witch for the first time. So I couldn't me, because I was, was between the two <laughs> people that cracked the most jokes. I know. And, uh, and he's like, it's, so a, I yeah, I was like, it's a glory <laughs> hole. And I busted I out laughing. But yeah, then he turned around and I was like, ew, there's <laughs> some behind you. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, he's going to look in there and there's going to be an eyeball staring right back <laughs> at him or something. I was like, no. I'm grateful they didn't that. do that. That would have yeah. been too tropey. Yeah. Oh. It was great. But some parts, I mean, if you go with a certain type of person, <laughs> they're going to crack jokes and it's going to be gonna funny. it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be, be good, good either way. <laughs> I had a good time, so. Me too. And I don't know. I was I was going to say, like, go to the movies if you haven't for a minute. I would highly encourage it. Yeah. You can still go. You can be safe. You can wear masks. There may not be very many other people wearing them, but, like, that's okay. Well, Do it depends on state to safe. state, too. Yeah. Yeah. Do what makes you feel safe. And, um, yeah, Do if you have. You truly. <laughs> yeah, and if you've got a way to stream it, like, feel free to stream it. Yeah. I'm probably going to watch it again to see what I missed. And, um, yeah, it's it's worth the watch for sure. Sweet. <laughs> I like it. Other other takeaways, Laura? No, I mean, I can't wait to, I mean, I wish these would come out so much faster. Like, I know, I know it takes time I to know. film a movie, but, like, just release everything <laughs> all at once. I want all of it. Yes. I'll we take want, all of it. We want, want all of it. Every case they've ever done, I want it. Warner Brothers, you heard it from us. We want all of it. Just make it happen. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And um, if you've seen The Conjuring 3 and want to share your thoughts, please reach out to us at badatthispod at gmail.com. Or with the same handle on Instagram and Twitter. And, um, yeah, reach out and let us know what you think. And we'll see see you on on the the next one. one. Bye. Bye.